Hello, everyone. Amelia Taylor-Hockberg, our Connects Editorial Manager here. As you may have already heard, we've been releasing the live interviews we recorded during our Next Up event series held at Giant Jai Gallery in Los Angeles and at the Chicago Architecture Biennial as Archonnect Sessions mini-sessions. We've got more Next Up mini-sessions interviews for you now, but due to a technical error in Chicago, they weren't recorded live. To catch up on previous interviews, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. All right, enjoy this Next Up interview. So I'm here with Cruz Garcia and Natalie Frankowski from Way Architecture Think Tank. Thanks for joining us, guys. So Cruz, you're from Puerto Rico. Natalie, you're from France. Can you just quickly give a little background about how you guys met and ended up in China? So we we met in uh, back in 2008 in Brussels, just out of school, and we quickly realized that we have a lot of things that we have in common about um, about our thinking process and what we thought our architecture could be and how we were disagreeing with the architectural environment at that time. Also, like some weeks after I arrived for the first time to Europe, it was the bankruptcy of Lehman Brothers. And that was like the crash of Wall Street in 2008. So it was a very complicated economic climate, but also it highlights that there was some sort of crisis in architectural thinking at that time. And we very shortly got to the conclusion that that if we wanted to create something, it would it would have to be in by sort of creating our own form of practice. And then we start to look for platforms that could sort of uh, help us to develop those projects. And that led us to, to Holland for some months. And then we realized that it was uh, even worse than we expected, the situation. And shortly after that, we moved uh, some very short time to France to gather some energy and then came to Beijing, just a, sort of a, like an um, open possibility. So we didn't knew too much about Beijing, but we knew more or less how America was running Latin America and North America and Europe. So we wanted to see something that we didn't know very much. And how long has it been that you've been in Beijing now? Uh, we've been. Uh, it has been six years that we are based in Beijing. Mm, okay. So your work involves an impressive mix of media. You work with writing, videos, illustrations, collage, audio. Can you talk a little bit about how your process typically works? We always go like to to go back to that the quote of Wittgenstein that he says that the the limits of my language means the limits of my world in the sense that we believe that. Every medium has its potential to develop some sort of uh, communication tool and that every medium also has its own limitations and potential. So, so we always try to find different ways to communicate different ideas and that, that where it comes the, the manifesto, the publications, animations, the collages, uh, drawing, and eventually installation and, and potentially the building form program that we that can be injected into buildings so we see every tool as as part of the same discourse and the same discipline so we always specify that it's not how would i say it's not it's not multidisciplinary like some people like to say when they see different medium but it's a it's actually the same discipline that that is always always open to to this a wide array of tools so do you feel like you have a toolkit that you like to work with in in the process of your work or are you always looking for new forms of media to explore these ideas 
I think even if we tend, like now we have experienced different tools that we we like to use, like, uh, for example, collages or animation, but we are always open to try different things if it uh, would come up. Because I think what's interesting in this process is really like to have a more open mind when you start a new project and to be interested in seeing how something new can bring something different to what you're doing and maybe pushing a little bit more some boundaries in different directions that you wouldn't do if you use like a more traditional set of tools for example we we also believe that there's a inherent potential in uh, some tools that sometimes are also very traditional so we always try to look at everything in a very uh, sort of egalitarian way to see what tool can offer the most potential in a certain in certain way circumstances uh, like we always attach for example to the paper publications and and to collage making which are kind of traditional tools but we always try to explore the potential of it and see like you know for example with online based media and uh, uh, moving images how can they bring some sort of new platforms and potentialities can you talk a little bit about narrative architecture, the manifesto that you presented at the Chicago Architecture Biennale? Narrative architecture is a one one of the tools that is actually we're presenting at the Architecture Biennale. So the, in the wall, there's three different type of projects, four type of uh, different projects. We have a narrative architecture that is a basically a form of a architectural critique to ideology through narrative text and um, and the creation of images that go go with them that are developed in order to make a critique of uh, architectural hegemonical discourses and so on that we use we we use uh, we, we use uh, collages uh, animations and text to develop these storyboards that try to deliver some sort of a subversion of uh, of given ideologies then also we have in the wall in the in the left side our part of our publication pure hardcore icons a manifesto on pure form in architecture that is exploring the true manifesto form the relationship of uh, architecture and uh, and pure geometric form and also its new sort of uh, variations in contemporary contemporary architecture with the categories of, um, of contemporary hardcoreism, as we call it. And then there is also a project of a genealogical uh, chronology of ideal cities that is called Cities of the Vanguard. That's in the, in the right side together with, the, with uh, some actual architectural projects that try to aim for building one competition with it for the new uh, National Center of Contemporary Art in Moscow and the Institute of uh, of optimistic architectures in Beijing. So it's showing sort of our, well, trying to, to show an overview of our working strategies um, from the purely conceptual and research-based works to more building-based projects and how they relate so in their visual vocabulary, but also in their in their in their form and in their um, and the set of references and critiques. You've published a lot of writing. Can you talk a little bit about how publishing takes a, uh, a role in, in your practice? Uh, for example, we started our own publication that is called The Ways In. Uh, what about it? That has now like three different issues. That was like also like a self-initiated self-publication. And it was interesting for us just to create this new platform that would be the publication in itself in which we could gather different kinds of projects that we had developed or different kinds of texts or, or collages and have it think it as a whole in itself. Uh, also, 
at the time that we were setting up our, our practice, uh, we also came to the conclusion that even if we were contributing to, a, to a several publications in, around the world, in, in Europe and in America and in even Africa and Asia, it was very important for us to try to develop a platform that was responding to, to our uh, sort of formulation and positioning and discourse within architectural discipline. Uh, so we came to the conclusion that the ultimate potential of uh, this tool was uh, a shift when we could develop our own publication. And also this publication, for example, is a com- sort of detached from, from market issues. Like it has no advertising. It's published only when we feel has enough material to be a substantial issue. So that sets a new set of rules regarding to publication. But in a way, this is a very related to a very long tradition of architectural publishing in which architects are trying to find a publishing medium that can express their and help them develop their ideals. No? So, because for us, it's very important to operate as a form of manifesto in which you put your intentions first and then you try to aim for it. So it's sort of a, like a directional or a map, a, ma- a cartographical tool that help us to do to trace our ambitions. So apart from that publication, we always try to keep, to remain involved with, with, with the independent publishing around the world and see how through exhibitions or through, through different platforms, the discourses can be developed. Do you develop all the content in your, in the way uh, publication, the way zine? Yeah. It's, it's sometimes manifestos, architectural projects, competitions, commissions, installations. And then we also started adding after the second issue, interviews that that we did to people that have some form of relationship to architecture but not necessarily to architects so it could be an architect it could be a, a magazine editor a photographer that deals with architecture an artist that paints things that are related to architecture or phenomenology to other forms of practitioners to curators so uh, yeah in that sense the magazine itself is is very important part of the practice. It's a, like a reflect of the practice. And now we also have been developing books for kids. Uh-huh. Also, for that look for another audience in a way too. So what is your goal with designing and, and building actual built architecture? Well, there's a lot of goals when we look at the condition of uh, how the how the world is right now. So it depends on the type of project. But there are some sort of ambitions, for example, when we're dealing with buildings that deal with the public realm, for example, how, how can we address that, the relationship of, of art with the public, how to make a public building actually public, how to solve our like problems of basic humanism, like uh, collective housing, issues dealing with class struggle, what does it mean to work in the 21st century, and so on, how can, can those issues be addressed through built form, through architecture? So it's uh, not just about building form, but also about the programs that are related to it and the conditions in which we live that uh, mostly happen in buildings. And also try to carry like a set of values that we can try to, to, push, to forward. push forward in the buildings. Do you have any particular sources of inspiration that you can credit to the, the body of work that you develop? Well, the, I think the inspirations they come from everywhere and from literature for, to film, uh, George Orwell, Michel Welbeck, Peter Sloterdijk in literature, Andrei Tarkovsky in film, Jack Stati. It comes from music, it comes from popular culture, it comes from conversations that we have in the everyday. It's, uh, I think it's really extremely open to, to, to influences of art, of daily life. 
So in that sense, we really always look in critically at everything, at everything that can influence and it can inform what we're doing, offer new directions. And also, we are also very influenced by, by the history of architecture, uh, because uh, in that sense, we understand that we're practicing in, in a very rich practice that actually has asked a lot of questions that had not been answered yet. And we're also trying to stick to those very fundamental principles that are lingering with us since, since the beginning of, uh, of, uh, of humankind. Does the fact that you run your practice out of Beijing affect your work in any way? Yeah, in a sense, uh, we feel that we are very much related to Beijing in the sense of uh, the speed and the intensity of, of, of the project at this stage. Also in the sort of in the like age, I would say, generation. Or, or the generation No, like it's like we still are a form of young practice. But then the city offers all these opportunities in a way, because in a way, we're living in modernity here compared to, uh, for example, more American, North America or Latin America or Europe. We're not in a moment where everything we're doing may reflect immediately in the in the context, not only in the physical one, but also sort of intellectual one. So you're very engaged with what's happening and with transformation. And that keeps you aware of your environment. And it makes you develop new tools very quickly in different directions. Like uh, from the architectural point of view, we also run a gallery in Beijing, a a contemporary art gallery, opening a new architectural exhibition and research center. We have an art practice, an artistic practice. We've been publishing. We've been using our environment to fuel the projects in in the way of um, of thinking about them in a a different way and, and, and producing them, like getting them out there in a, some sort of a concrete form that can vary from, from medium. So I think that's very much related to living in a city that is as energized and sort of poised to challenge the future in a way. Well, it's a very unique and fascinating uh, practice that you run. So thanks so much for talking to me again. Thanks a lot. Thank you.